Welcome back for another episode of Chew the Bible. We're on Numbers 19. It's your good friend A.A. Ron. It is still July 26th, 10.03 in the evening. I'm actually, let's see here. How long is... Oh. Oh, this is good stuff. Uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and knock out... You know, we're going to knock out four chapters tonight. We'll knock out four and then we'll shut it down. It's the night is young. So here we go. Uh, I'm not even going to read a psalm to start out. I'm just going to go right into the text since it is pretty long. And well, it's 22 verses, but hey, uh, since I'm going to do four chapters tonight, I'm going to go uh, three more, three more chapters. Let's go ahead and just go right into it. So, purification ritual. The Lord spoke to Moses. Yeah, this is chapter 19 of Numbers. The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron. This is the legal statute that the Lord has commanded. Instruct the Israelites to bring you an unblemished red cow that has no defect and has never been yoked. Give it to the priest Eleazar, and he will have it brought outside the camp and slaughtered in his presence. I'm just going to, I did Google real quick. Um red heifer or red cow and it said a red heifer is a female bovine which has never been pregnant or milked or yoked also known as the red cow was a cow brought to the priest as a sacrifice according to the torah and yeah so interesting a female cow let's keep going the priest Verse 4, the priest Eleazar is to take some of his blood with his finger and sprinkle it seven times toward the front of the tent of meeting. The cow is to be burned in his sight. Its hide, flesh, and blood are to be burned along with its waist. Once again, we know seven was a number of completion, purification. Yeah. It's definitely a special number. In fact, you know what? We're going to turn to our... uh, Dream interpretation book real quick and see what it says about seven real quick. I don't think I've ever read that out here. Seven is related to perfection and completion, divine fullness. Uh, it was related to God. It's the number of God. Uh, good. And there's scriptures that back all these points. I'm, I'm not going to read the scriptures right now. Uh, good. Victory. It also represents covenantal. It's a covenantal sign, a Sabbath day. um, represents rest represents the number of days in a week a week of years seven years cancellation of debts or jubilee yeah to receive payback sevenfold for injury theft you have endured so those are different um meanings for the number seven or what it represents significance of seven so in this case yeah um this is uh this is related to purification it's a covenant i told them to uh where is it what does it say where are we at where did i leave off sorry y'all i lost my spot (laughs) where's my pen Uh, where does it say he had to do it seven times? 
I completely lost my spot. All right, we're just going to go back to verse 5. The cow is to be burned in his sight. Its hide, flesh, and blood are to be burned along with its waste. The priest is to take cedar wood, hyssop, and crimson yarn and throw them into the fire where the cow is burning. Then the priest must wash his clothes and bathe his body in water. After that, he may enter the camp, but he will remain ceremonially unclean until evening. The one who burned the cow must also wash his clothes and bathe his body in water, and he will remain unclean until evening. Oh, yeah, here he goes. It was verse 4. It said, The priest Eleazar is to make, take some of its blood with his finger and sprinkle it seven times toward the front of the tent of meeting. All right, verse 9. A man who is clean is to gather up the cow's ashes and deposit them outside the camp in a ceremonially clean place. The ashes will be kept by the Israelite community for preparing the water to remove impurity. It is a sin offering. Then the one who gathers up the cow's ashes must wash his clothes and he will remain unclean until evening. This is a permanent statute for the Israelite and Israelites and for the alien who resides among them. Verse 11, the person who touches any human corpse will be unclean for seven days. He is to prepare, he is, pu -pu -pu, he is to put, he is to purify himself with the water on the third day and the seventh day. Then he will be clean. Interesting. Jesus rose on the third day. It wasn't the significance of number three. Let's see what we got for three. Yeah, he is to, what does it say again? He is to purify himself with the water on the third day and the seventh day. Then he will be clean. But if he does not purify himself on the third and seventh days, he will not be clean. Anyone who touches a body of a person who has died and does not purify himself defiles the tabernacle of the Lord. That person will be cut off from Israel. He remains unclean because the water for impurity has not been sprinkled on him and his uncleanness is still on him. All right, three. Significance of three. It relates to the Godhead of the Trinity. It's a number signifying that some something may be divinely established, a clue that this may be from God. Uh, resurrection. Yeah, when things happen in threes. Uh, that's why people say third time's a charm. Now they get that from the Bible. Resurrection. It's related to the resurrection. Yeah, Jesus rose on the third day. Uh, produce, fruit, vegetation. I don't know what that, yeah, I guess in Genesis. Perfect witness. Yeah, where two or three are gathered. It provides strength, like a three-chord three, three strand. Uh, that can work positively or negatively. I won't talk about that now. I'll talk about that later. First geometric, uh, the first geometric shape, therefore the first completion, or like a triangle, three, that's three, uh, to imitate a number of chances, like as in three strikes, you're out. That's a time, represents a time of famine, a time of oppression. Wow. I look forward to some point reading the scriptures that are related to all those representations of these numbers. Um. All right, what was I? I'm on verse 14. This is the law. When a person dies in a tent, 
everyone who enters the tent and everyone who is already in the tent will be unclean for seven days. And any open container without a lid tied on it, on it is unclean. Anyone in the open field who touches a person who has been, ki- has been killed by the sword or has died or even touches a human bone or a grave will be unclean for seven days. For the purification of the unclean person, they are to take some of the ashes of the burnt sin offering, put them in a jar, and add fresh water to them. A person who is clean is to take hyssop, dip it in the water, and sprinkle the tent, all the furnishings, and the people who were there. He is also to sprinkle the one who touched a bone, a grave, a corpse, or a person who has been killed. The one who is clean is to sprinkle the unclean person on the third day and the seventh day after he purifies the unclean person on the seventh day. The one being purified must wash his clothes and bathe in water, and he will be clean by evening. But a person who is unclean and does not purify himself, that person will be cut off from the assembly because he has defiled the sanctuary of the Lord. The water for impurity has not been sprinkled on him. He is unclean. This is a permanent statute for them. The person who, is, who sprinkles the water for impurity is to wash his clothes, and whoever touches the water for impurity would be unclean until evening. Anything the unclean person touches will become unclean, and anyone who touches it will be unclean until evening. Alright, I'm going to read these Tony Others notes and then close it out. Every step of this cleansing ritual underscored the de- that death is the ultimate symbol of sin. Yeah, humans were not meant to die. And the, before the fall, before Adam and Eve, we weren't meant to die. It cannot remain in God's presence. It must, it must, by God's prescription, be washed away. To remind the congregation that these were not just ceremonial regulations with little spiritual ramifications. God with little spiritual ramification. God commanded that anyone who touched a corpse and failed to purify himself would defile the tabernacle. That person was to be cut off. The, the practicality of these rules can be seen with regard to someone who died in a tent or someone who came upon a dead body in the open field. Two places where a nomadic group would spend their time. At work, here is a timeless spiritual principle. Sin that isn't dealt with contaminates that which is holy. That's why it's good to constantly just repent. And it's like repentance is like soap. So just constantly bring before the Lord any unco- anything um, unconfessed. And deal with it. Right there and there. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this amazing, beautiful day. I thank you, Lord, that you're a good Father, your gracious Father. Lord, I bring before you, Lord, um, any unconfessed sin, any undealt with sin, Lord, that's in our hearts, Lord. Let's pray that we just uh, bring it to the altar and not be afraid of the consequences, Lord. Um, and know, Lord, that you, you desire to cleanse us of all unrighteousness, that we've already been cleansed by the blood of Jesus, Lord. It's simply as accepting, Lord, that cleansing, that we don't have to deal with any 
bear any guilt or shame or um, condemnation, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we you didn't come to condemn the world, but you came to save the world, Lord. And it's just your conviction of the Holy Spirit that draws us closer to you, Lord. I just pray in the name of Jesus for those that don't know you, that they would just call out to you. As in your word says that Romans 3.23, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And that, um, but Romans 5.23, Lord, that uh, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So I thank you, Lord, that um, we can have new life. And I pray that those that don't know you, that they will call on you, Lord, to be their Lord and Savior. And they will confess with their mouth that you, God, died on the cross for their sins so that they could have eternal life with you and no longer be separated from you, God. And from this day forward, that they will have a new life, they'd be transformed and changed forever and ever. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. All right. On to Numbers 20. I'll be back.
everything that you can do I just want you just want you and nothing else nothing else nothing else will do I just want you nothing else nothing else Jesus nothing else will do I just want you Yes, 